Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello. How are you, everybody? Welcome to After 9. We're Scott and Kat and holy crap. Uh, Crap, shit, fuck. We got a lot of stuff going on here today. <laughs> there is a lot going on today. First oh. off, uh, the amount of DMs about the fast that yes. you mentioned just casually yesterday in the pod. Everybody's asking me about it. And frankly, I have no information on this. Yeah, a lot of people were uh, DMing me on it too, which I'm happy to get to. Can we say first, first though, American listeners, happy Thanksgiving. Happy we do Thanksgiving. have a decent amount of American podcast listeners. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hope it's good and enjoy your Black Friday savings. We at least get that. That's what we get. Um, yeah, so the fast, I got a lot of DMs and particularly from guys interested in doing this fast. And maybe it's because they saw Dana White posting his TikTok and Instagram video on it and were a little bit curious. Um, so I'm on day two now, day two of three. And so far, all I've had is water and electrolyte water and black coffee. That's all I've had so far. But questions were mainly, can I still have my coffee? You're supposed to, if you have any, have black coffee only and probably only one to two cups a day. That's it. Um, and then the electrolytes, you can find them. If you go to any, like, you know what, even in the grocery stores, there's a lot of grocery store health food aisle things. Look for them. If not, go to a goodness me, healthy planet, uh, fiddleheads, any of those kinds of locations, and they can help you just make sure that you keep an eye on what is in those electrolytes and make sure there's no added weird, like sucrose, fructose, garbage and all that stuff. Uh, and so you can use that and then the broth as well, which I haven't had yet. I, I was allowed to have the bone broth allowed, according to this um, water fast, allowed to have the bone broth last night, but I opted to not. I felt okay. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to leave it. So today I'll try the bone broth. How are you feeling? Because it sounds like you've got a decent amount of energy. Like you bounced into our studio at five o'clock this morning, looking like a million bucks. I'm shocked because I actually feel okay. What I will say is, so my husband did it ahead of me. So I kind of had an inkling of what was going to happen. He did warn me he got a headache in day two, but he also said he probably didn't have enough water. And wa- keeping up the water is so key to this. So he admits he probably didn't have enough water, but he was hungry. Last night he got to eat for the first time, and he was very happy about that. So I have to wait until Friday night. However, I feel good. Like, honestly, I feel good. I think if I wasn't allowed to have coffee at all, that would have been where I was like, no, I ain't doing it. But uh, the black coffee has helped. And so far, I feel good. I even worked out yesterday. Like, I went on the Peloton yesterday. Wow. And I felt good. Like, I felt good enough to do it. I'm going to do it again today, but low impact. I think that's important, too, because somebody else asked me, should I go to the gym when I do it? You know your body. Like, so if you're feeling weak or something, um, you're not necessarily supposed to feel dizzy, weak, any of those things. And if you are, you can stop. You don't have to continue on. I didn't. I felt good. So I hopped on the bike and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. But low, I would probably, whatever you do usually to work out, just lower it a little bit. And that's okay for a couple of days. Nothing, sure. nothing wrong with that. You're not putting a lot of calories into your body, if any, at all. So, so just remember that. But yes, I feel good. I'm curious to see what... Tonight's going to be like, and tomorrow around this time on the podcast, I'll, I'll fill you guys in because that'll be my day three. 
and, and I'll let you know the results of it. Bunch of questions about this fast. Some of them from my own girlfriend who didn't even say hello to me yesterday. She came in the door and said, tell me about this fast that Kat's on. I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, ask her, text her. So I'll ask you a couple questions. Number one, for those who don't like water, and there are people out there who just don't like water, can you modify it and do like a, a lemon water or a lime water or something like that? So you're not uh, you're not supposed to you're not supposed you're not supposed to. But what I would say to that is yes, it's probably similar. What could what could change if you squeezed in some lemon into that water? I think personally, you might as well try that. See how you do with it. If absolutely. it gets you through, if it gets you through, absolutely. And there's very low calories, and there's good vitamins in, in lemon, for example, so, or cucumber, for example. So I would do that just. You're supposed to avoid any um, solids or anything like that. And and sugar, obviously. Make sure that the electrolyte stuff isn't filled with sugar. And how long does the fast last? So it's 72 hours. 72. Three days. Three days. Three full days. When you're done this fast, having put nothing but liquids into your body for three days, are you going to like like shit your ass off when you're done? Balls. No. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going balls to the walls with food. I'm not. Because my husband did last night, like I said. And he texts me this morning and he's like, Ooh, having a rough morning. Oh, he's like, <laughs> it felt that. So I'm not planning to do that. I will ease back into it. And I've been kind of on a bit of a like a hardcore cleansy diet thing since I got back from Dominican anyway. So I'm going to kind of ease back into it slowly but surely and get back on track to like regular. What was his first meal after 72 hours? Steak at the keg. Yeah. With whiskey and the whole nine. Oh, yeah. he put booze he in there too, out. eh? Mm-hmm. That risky fucker. Mm-hmm. I love him. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> he did. He sent me a photo last night because he was out with uh, some colleagues and he sent me a photo and I was like, oh, I'm so jealous right now as I'm sipping my electrolyte water. Yikes. Um, <laughs> oh, and the other question I got asked a lot is, is this a cleanse in the sense of flush the toxins out of your body or a cleanse as in drop weight real quick? It's supposed to be for the metabolism, actually. It's not necessarily for weight, although you're going to lose weight. That, that's going to happen. It's going to be water weight, though. Don't expect like, oh, I dropped five pounds because you probably could drop five, maybe even more, depending on how much you weigh. You you're, could drop anything from two to to 12, who knows how many pounds you could lose. But keep in mind, it's not realistic to maintain it. So it's not really about that. It's supposed to switch up your metabolism, which is supposed to help you going forward with the food that you eat. So if you're eating healthy afterwards, you'll be able to maintain that and that weight will continue to be dropped as long as you're eating healthy. So is this one of those ones that because you're putting those liquids in and you're getting the nutrients you need from the electrolytes and the bone broth and things like that, is this one of those ones where you're essentially tricking your body into using up any leftover food that's still in there? Use that up before we put anything new in. Is, guess, it, is it one of those? I guess so. Like, to be honest with you, I didn't look that deep into it, um, but I did get someone else messaging me and they're very much into fasting. They fast once a week. Good. For, I think everybody for should. For two straight days, they, they fast once a week. Two days a two week. Two days a week. Every Yep, every week. They, they say that through most of it, they sleep because their schedule allows for it. And they found that their body is doing so much better metabolizing food that way. And then they went on to talk about how it's in the Bible a lot. So if they, they used to fast way, way, way back then, and they knew what it was all about. I don't know if there's anything to that. I guess there's a lot of fasting uh, references in the Bible. So it goes way back. Because for some people, when you say fasting, they're like, no. No, not in this day and age. You shouldn't be doing that. But uh, there's a lot of also cultures, religions that do fasting Huge. on a regular basis. Yes. So I anyway, anyone who's curious that messaged me, I encourage them, just try it. And it's okay if you do, if you want to stop after day two. It's okay. There's not, You're not a failure in any way. Just test your body out. I, I like a good challenge. I like testing my body and seeing where, where I can go. So that's why I'm doing it. Seems like you're going to have no problem getting to 72 hours. Yeah, I hope so.
Good. Well, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going out with friends and I'm having, <laughs> and I'm having, I'm probably going to have a glass of whiskey as well on Friday night, like all those things. So uh, food is always there is what I like to tell people who are like, uh, it, it's going to be there. It'll always be there. So if you can challenge yourself a little bit, there's always going to be food at the end of it. Love it. And, and again, no food, just water and bone broth. Water, electrolytes, bone broth. Love it. Okay. Uh, you can go back to yesterday's pod if you want, essentially, the full recipe for it, but mm-hmm. that's basically the recipe. Or Dana White. Dana White broke it down. So look up Dana White. If you don't know who he is, UFC guy, anyway, look it up. He, he breaks it down in our recent video he posted. Cat, around this time, as we record now, it is 10 a.m. It was around noon yesterday. I opened up Twitter and I thought, oh, fuck, here we go. I thought for sure that explosion in Niagara Falls, New York was a terrorist attack. Now, even though I thought that, I, as a responsible broadcaster, had zero proof that this was Mm -hmm. a terrorist attack. So you know what I didn't do? I didn't go online trying to scare the shit out of people that we've been attacked by terrorists. And unfortunately, some of the media who are now going to be getting paid by the federal government under that new subsidy did go ahead with the terrorism narrative, and it was reckless. I was pretty disappointed, to be honest with you, and some of those people I know that were posting, yep, terrorists, there was explosives in the car, reporting it as a fact. And there's people who watch those stories thinking that that's fact, and it wasn't. Then then they'll claim, oh, my source was incorrect. Then don't use your source if it's not a fact. Wait for the truth. Um, our buddy, it was our buddy OPP Kerry Schmidt there who who sent out the notice when the when the bridges all closed at first that I saw. And my first thought was, I mean, of course that was a fear, but what I saw after that was a lot of um, are we saying X's tweets posts? I don't posts? know. I don't like, know. I, I don't even think it's going to stay X forever. I, I don't see knows? why he would let a name like Twitter just go. I know. So but I, anyway, I saw people posting from the airports, and I felt so bad for them because there were people who were absolutely afraid and thinking it was in a way another 9-11 of sorts right Uh, should I be fearful should I go on this plane I'm at the airport right now apparently there's between U.S. and Canada and they were traveling from U.S. to Canada or vice versa or even in their own country between Canada or or the U.S. and I felt for them I really felt for them because they're who they didn't know and like we were saying there were all kinds of different very false reports that were circulating all over social media so I knew what I had to do at that time I thought you know what uh, I don't have anybody who's crossing the bridge right now. So for me, I'm going to wait and, t- and Scott will tell me the full story tomorrow morning <laughs> during what you need to know on a radio program. And, and sure enough, it wasn't. So what did happen that we know? Okay. It was uh, at the Rainbow Bridge. For those who have never been to Niagara Falls, the Rainbow Bridge is the one right at Niagara Falls. There's actually four bridges that you can cross into the States through in Niagara area. There's the Queenston-Lewiston Bridge that takes you to Niagara Falls, New York. There is the Rainbow Bridge, which takes you to also Niagara Falls, New York, but down like just proper, right on the edge of downtown Buffalo. If you go to the Peace Bridge down in Fort Erie, that's where you cross into actual Buffalo. It's close to the Walden Galleria and close to where the Bills play and stuff like that. Very close to Mm -hmm. where the Sabres play as well. And then there's the Whirlpool Bridge, which is Nexus only. If you have a Nexus card, that bridge is fucking great. They don't even have people working there most of the time. You just press the little speaker and they'll say, where are you going? Flash your card. All right, carry on. Yeah, that's sweet. It's, I that's love great. it. Love it. So anyway, this was at the Rainbow Bridge and a car from Western New York. It was a Bentley that belonged to an American. 
They came over to Canada. I'm assuming it was the guy and his wife. What was he, 56 years old or mm-hmm. something like that? So decided he was going to go to Canada, come to Canada, because they were going to the KISS concert at Scotiabank Arena last night. Stopped off at the casino. When they were at the casino, that's when they got word, oh, tonight's KISS concert is canceled because, was it Gene Simmons? Paul, no, it's Paul Stanley, I believe. Paul Stanley's sick and a big over, a big picture of him with the IVs hooked up to him. They really wanted to make him look sick. Okay, fine. They canceled the concert. So this guy thinks, well, shit, my day is canceled. No concert to go to. So he went home to Western New York. What happened after that, we don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he was intoxicated. I don't know Mm -hmm. if he had a medical episode. But for some reason, that car was going so fast that it hit the concrete median that separates the lanes at the border checkpoint. It hit that. It flew, they estimate, about 20 feet in the air, doing probably about... 50 to 70 kilometers an hour came crashing back down and exploded. The impact of the explosion scattered debris over 12 different booths at the border. Yeah. That's how big it was. If you see the picture of after, I mean, first of all, the video of it happening is an insane. I watched it about 50 times in a row. I'm not going to lie. Cause I was like, Holy shit. And every time it was more, Holy shit. Yeah. And then the after the, the pictures after of those car, that car in pieces and I thought for sure there may be explosives or something in the car that set that off, but we're not sure that's the case. No, I mean, the, the FBI is saying we don't see a link to terrorism. Governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, she got from New York City to Buffalo real quick yesterday. Good oh, on good. her for doing that because yeah. she recognized this is an important moment. It's U.S. Thanksgiving. People are going to be scared if they yes, think it's a terrorist that's attack. That's what it was. A lot, of, a lot of scared people, understandably. Sure. And there was people who had crossed into Canada. I saw one guy on the news last night. He lives in western New York crossed into Canada because he wanted to buy some auto parts. And if you're an American, just so you know, you get about an extra 35 cents on the dollar when you shop in Canada. So I I don't blame him for coming over here to buy a car part. The problem was he couldn't get home for hours until they reopened one of the bridges. Uh One guy was in Niagara Falls, New York on business. You can walk across the border, by the way. So that's what he did. He left his hotel, walked across the border to say he was in Canada. And then this happened. He was trapped on foot oh, in a different country. Oh, tell me that a hotel stepped up and said, please stay here for the night or whatever you need. I don't know the backstory. I hope so. There's a couple questions still outstanding here. And, and yes, again, the FBI is saying this was not a terror attack. That's why they've turned the investigation over to police from Western New York who are now investigating it as, investigating it as nothing more than a tra- uh, tragic car accident. Yeah. What caused it to explode the way it exploded? We see car fires on the highway every day, Mm -hmm. and they don't blow up like that. So what caused this Bentley to explode? There had to have been something in there besides just gasoline and oil. That's one thing that's fishy for me. The other thing is, for anybody who's ever crossed the border in Niagara, it's almost impossible to get a car going that fast. Yeah. It's a short bridge that you cross, and then you're in America, you go through the checkpoint, and then you're admitted into America. But you go through customs on the U.S. side. And frankly, the distance between whatever traffic was on the bridge and the checkpoint, I don't know how he could have gotten that fast, that quickly, that he went that high up in the air. 
I just don't get it. So two outstanding questions here. I'm not questioning the FBI because I believe them. It probably wasn't yeah. terrorism. Yeah. I just don't understand how it exploded the way it exploded or how the car was going that fast. You know, I've but but haven't you driven by and you've taken the highway many many times? Haven't you driven by a crash going? How did the car end up like that? Yeah. So I feel like it can happen. It's just this one was caught on video, so we saw how quickly that can happen. But I've seen cars flipped and from one lane going eastbound way over to the westbound lane. So, I mean, this shit happens. It does happen. Does it explode like that? Not always necessarily, of course. But in this particular case, maybe something ignited it. Maybe there's something wrong with the car that they didn't know. But that's what the investigators are for. So maybe we'll find out more. I just hope it brings some closure to the family because I was thinking about if they have kids. Like, we assume this is probably a man, his partner, and his partner. Their kids are watching this happen and watching this car flying in the air. And I was thinking about that yesterday, too. And they have to watch that over and over and over again and watch people watching it over and over and over again. That border is so well video and photographed. Mm -hmm. There is so many cameras at that border that I don't understand how the only video we've got is the one from like 10 booths down where you see the car speed by and not actually flip. They have to have video of the whole thing happening. Guaranteed they do. And I don't know why they haven't released that. Yeah, I don't know either. I was wondering if there were private cameras on the other side, but I haven't crossed that bridge in years are there any, is there anything like private happening there where they're privately owned cameras or is it all going to be the same thing? I mean, all bus- the way down. businesses in the area may have cameras that might've caught it. They probably did. Border people. I mean, when you go to the border website to check wait times and things like that, they've got a still, well, they've got a mounted camera on top of the border checkpoints where you can see all the lanes of traffic. They must have gotten this yeah. on video. Well, if, maybe they didn't want to release it for certain reasons, right? And, and yeah, maybe, maybe they do have the reasons for it. I don't fully understand them. But if there is video, I'd kind of like to see it. The first thing that went through my mind yesterday was terrorist att- attack is what it seems like. But I'm not going to say that because I don't want to create hysteria. I didn't do it on 9-11 either. Don't want to create hysteria until you know. Yeah. And that's the smart thing to do, unlike some news organizations that went full-blown terror attack. Yes. I'm... um. I'm wondering, though, when it comes to this, and obviously a tragedy, but if it were a terror attack, everything would have changed right before Christmas. We, I'm trying to figure out how they would have right. changed the border. Because if they thought, well, now terrorists are just driving up to our border checkpoints and exploding. There probably would have been some place in Niagara or Fort Erie that we'd all have to go through, get our trunks inspected, and get them to look under the car before we could even get to the border. Yeah. It had the potential to really slow down traffic if they even opened up the border before Christmas. Yeah, of course. So thank God that it is what it was. I do believe them again when they say it's not terrorism, but just a few questions left over. Sure. Either way, horrible tragedy, but not something to worry about. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. Armor All. Less work, more clean. Terms apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk uh, before we, t- <laughs> no, no, we'll get to that. I want to play a video for you. Do you know who Seamus O'Regan is? Yes, I do. He used to be a news person. Yeah. And now he is a member of Justin Trudeau's inner circle. Not just a cabinet minister, inner circle. They're, they're buddies, if you will. And the liberals right now are, they're trying like crazy to, anything to stick against Pierre Polyev because they know he's got like, massive, massive, massive approval numbers. And the prime minister has never had such low ratings. And they know there's going to be an election in the next two years. So liberals are trying anything to catch him. And so far, anything they throw at him, he throws back at them. Mm -hmm. So the latest one that they're going to do is there was a vote in the House of Commons yesterday about extending a free trade agreement with Ukraine. Part of that free trade agreement is us continuing to give Ukraine all of our taxpayer money. And also we wanted to, as a condition for the free trade, impose on the Ukrainians a carbon tax. They're really doubling. That was what was in it. Mm. And Pierre Polyev came out, and I don't think he's actually going to say, fuck this, we're not sending any more money to Ukraine. I think a lot of Canadians feel that way, but Pierre's not saying it. He said, we're not going to support it because you're imposing a carbon tax on another country. We don't even want it in this country. So no, we're not supporting it. Seamus O'Regan yesterday came out and gave, like, an Oscar-worthy performance. I'm going to play a little bit of it because I think he's serious, even though it sounds like a parody. He is as serious as can be. Listen to how concerned these left-wing extremists are about the opposition leader. And can we get your reaction to the Conservatives voting against that free trade deal with Ukraine? Conservative leader Pierre Polyev says this is about the carbon tax, imposing that on Ukraine. What is your reaction? It's appalling. It's, it's utterly appalling. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. This is a, this is a, a, a democracy that is fighting the battle for democracy right now against an autocratic regime. This is a deal they negotiated for their economic development. And they're playing, uh, I think it's, I don't know what they're doing. I think there's more up here than, 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 than petty politics or them trying to hang this on a carbon tax argument this is really spooky i don't know what they're doing but it scares me to be honest with you and i'll fight them tooth and nail on it fuck off (laughs) it's scary it's spooky what they're doing let me tell you exactly what they're doing they're reading the room and if you read the room which liberals have gotten so bad at doing lately and i don't understand why because they used to be so good at it taking the temperature of the population wondering what people are, are thinking They're reading the room and saying, Canadians are sick and tired of their expenses going through the roof. We're paying a carbon tax for the rest of the world's climate change problem. And when it comes to Ukraine, we're paying an exorbitant amount of money that we don't have. And every time we send out more money, our interest rates go up because our inflation goes up. And now everybody seems to agree that that's what's driving inflation is government spending. So these guys, these liberals here, Seamus O'Regan, 
absolutely mystified and astounded that anybody could vote against free trade with Ukraine? Well, I mean, there is the carbon tax issue, and there's also people are sick of it. Mm -hmm. People are paying through the nose. The middle class has been decimated by this government giving away our money, and they don't want any more of it. So I don't know how many theatrical performances like that we're going to see. I'm here for it, though. I love it. Watching him get all outraged and it's spooky <laughs> that they won't support Ukraine. It's not spooky. I'll tell you the honest to God truth. People are sick and fucking tired of it. They don't want any more of their money going to causes that are impeding our ability to recover. We want our interest rates to go down. We want our taxes to go down. These people want to keep giving it away and spending. And when they come out and do performances like this, I think it just goes to show these aren't serious people. These are not serious people. These are people with an agenda that's not even implemented by the Canadian people. It comes from Davos, and, and they're going to lean into it tooth and nail. And if you don't want to do it, you've got an option. Vote for a different party. These guys are mystified that anyone could not support Ukraine. So let me sum it up in a bow. I think generally people are sympath sympathetic to Ukraine, generally speaking, although they're losing that too. But they are absolutely hell-bent against any more of our money going there. So that's that. By the way, that was just me, not Kat. If you're going to cancel anybody, go ahead and cancel me. It's not Kat. <laughs> well, you can't even cancel Whatever. me for that because people agree with me now. They agree with me. They're sick and tired of their money going to other places when we have well, millions of Canadians going to the food bank every yeah, month. It's one of those read the room things, right? Read the room. And they don't have a hard time doing it sometimes. They They're really do. so bad at it. It's crazy. They read their own little room. That's what I'll say. They read the room of the bubble that they have. Okay, and that's wrong. Oh, absolutely. And they're in that Ottawa bubble. But part of it too is all of these ministers have basically been indoctrinated, right? To be a member of this you get the prime minister who gets his briefings from Davos or whoever it is that's pulling the strings here. And he goes in and briefs his cabinet and who then goes on and briefs the rest of the members with this, this narrative that, oh my God, it's a fight for democracy. It's really not. Mm -hmm. It's not. I mean, I know you guys really played that up at the beginning, but I think regular people see with or without Ukraine, it's not a battle for democracy. Not right now anyway. And there's a, a lot of urgent pressing things happening in Canada that we need that money for. Two million people went to a food bank last month. Two million Canadians went yeah. to a food bank. People are sleeping on the streets outside of shelters. One of them died last week. So mm. read the room here, guys. No, no, no. No more of our money. And you shouldn't be surprised. Because if you had the guts to ask Canadians, we should have a lot more referendums in this country than we do. If you guys ask Canadians, hey, how much more money do you think we should give Ukraine? Liberals will be shocked. Regular Canadians won't be. The answer is probably going to be, Zero. Mm -hmm. No more money. Yeah, I think most people would say that. We said we would talk about electric vehicles in this episode, and, and we should, because I think even the electric vehicle room needs to be reread here, and a lot of it has to do with the story of a guy that was on the news just the other night. He had a Hyundai Ionic. Hyundai's fully electric vehicle, and it's beautiful, by the way. Oh, I, a lot of the electric vehicles look pretty. They're pretty cars. Absolutely. Pretty, quiet, don't use any gas. I mean, it seems like a, a, a perfect scenario. It looks like they're all very futuristic looking too to me. Like my, my friends with Teslas and all that stuff, I'm like, whoa, it looks pretty. I have a buddy with a Tesla and I've driven it a few times. I wouldn't say it's necessarily much different driving, but it is a different feel. Mm -hmm. It's certainly nice to not have to stop at gas stations all the time, but I also yeah. will get to the charging network in just a minute. The reason that EVs are in the news, namely because of a guy on the news the other night who had a Hyundai Ionic, 
and his warranty was good to 160,000 kilometers. He just went over 170,000 kilometers. That's not a lot. That's not. I think the average person is putting over 30,000 K a year on their vehicle right now is the last stat I heard. So 170,000 isn't a ton. Mm-hmm. Battery's dead. He's oh, got to get a new shit. battery. Is there not a warranty, by the way, for him? Like, I know for Tesla, for example, there's, I think it's seven years. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Something like that. There's a warranty for the battery. So if some, for some reason it dies before a certain amount of time, you'll at least won't have to pay the full price. Do we know? I don't know what his options okay. are with Hyundai or what oh, he got bought. Got it. Because that, that's a whole different beast, I'm sure. But like every car company is going to be a bit different. I don't know anything about Hyundais. $50,000 for a new battery. Yeah. Almost yeah. the cost of an entire new car. Yeah. That's how much they just want for the battery. And yeah. again, it's only at 170000 k how many people heard that and said, yikes, I don't think that's what I'm signing up for. I don't, I'm, I'm rethinking the yeah. EV option. Here. Well, here's, here's what I will tell you about my own journey. So I recently bought a car and one of my options was a Tesla. There were no new Teslas. Okay. So they were, I don't know if there are any available right now, but there were none. So I'd have to order it and basically get it in a year. That didn't work for me. However, there are dealerships that sell Teslas. I think we all know this. Actually, any car dealership can sell a Tesla off the lot. I spoke with the Tesla representative of an all Tesla um, company that sells used Teslas. And that was our buddy that, that hooked me up with that contact. So it was great. But in chatting with him, who works for Tesla, by the way, and would love my sale, um, all the ones that they had available there anyway at that time were already four, five up to six years in. And sure, you save a penny. Okay, you save money. You still have a decent amount of money on buying used, right? They're still quite expensive, even if you buy them used. Right. And he warned me, ah, I wouldn't. He's really? like, this battery made, your warranty's up after seven years. I, I believe the number seven. I'm going to stick with that, guys. But if I'm wrong by a year, I, I apologize. Your battery's going to be up. Your warranty's going to be up. So if you drive this thing for a year and a half and the battery dies, you're paying that 40 grand, whatever it was. I think it was like 40 grand, anywhere between 30 and 50 grand, these batteries cost, okay? Depending on the car, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, do you want to spend in total, like whatever it was, 85 grand for this car? And the answer for me was an easy no. I don't want to spend 85 grand on this car right now, even if I buy a new battery knowing that. The shell of the car also, like, I mean, I asked, I'm like, I, I understand what you mean by this car could last you forever. It really could. The shell of the car is not going to stay perfect, though. You're still going to have incidents, small things, bumps, scrapes, all the usual stuff. It's not completely bulletproof. So when I factored all that in, for me, I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, and I have heard some horror stories. And somebody pointing out on a radio show today who has an electric vehicle uh, that it doesn't happen often. This, this situation with Hyundai doesn't happen often. It's few and far between. But for the most part, EV drivers, and I believe this, EV drivers are happy with their cars. But there's a decent amount of people who are trading in those cars. And I wonder if it's so they bail in time before they have to buy that new battery. And I can't blame them for that at all. I don't blame them either. And you hit the nail on the head. That's the big concern here. You can buy that car. And, and I think most people, when they hit somewhere between 100 and 150,000 K, that's usually when they've driven it enough. They're a little bored with it, thinking about upgrading. And you can get maximum value for your car as a trade because it's not too old, not too many K. It usually works out well, mm -hmm. if for no other reason but to offset some of the HST. Fine, good, no problem. Would you buy a used one now, though, knowing that after 160,000K, that battery's not under warranty? And if you happen to need a new one, 
it's going to cost you between thirty and fifty thousand dollars. No, because that's what I'm wondering about. You, you people with EVs now. I mean, I'm sure it's great. You probably save a ton of money not having to get gas all the time. Good for you. But you can't resell it. Or if you do, it's going to be a little difficult or you're not going to get a ton of value for it. That's what I see as a major obstacle mm-hmm. here for me anyway. I usually take a car and drive it into the ground. I, I think all of the cars that I've owned in the last 20 years have all gone over 300,000 kilometers. Wow, yeah. I don't know if I could get that out of a, an EV. Even if I could, knowing that once I'm done with it, nobody's going to buy it because it's going to cost them a fortune when they need to replace the battery. I don't know who's going to buy these things resale anymore. And we know that's where we're at currently. And I will mention that it was Yahoo Finance who had reported that the EV battery prices will fall in the coming years. So they, they are expected to go down right now. They don't, I think it's one of those like demand things maybe, or they don't make enough of them right now, but eventually they plan to make enough where the price goes down. I think most people know how that works. It's not like the value will never, ever change. It will eventually. And the prices are expected to go down. Also, the uh, refurbished, do we call them refurbished batteries? You know, you like rechargeable and all these things and there's different ways to do it. That's supposed to be a, another option. But keep it, but all these people are guinea pigs. All these people are guinea pigs. Everyone with an EV now. And I mean that in the the nicest way. But I mean, we are just figuring this out. And for people to watch it and understand it and learn that good things are coming. And I I have no doubt in my mind, eventually we're going to get there. The infrastructure is another question. And we can talk about that in a sec if you want. But I I mean, I know a Tesla driver that's very, very happy with their, their vehicle. And they know full well their warranty. I would say definitely check on that though and make sure that you're aware of it and that's all there is to it. Like I am curious about this Hyundai situation though because were they not under warranty still or did they opt out of a warranty? Because if so, like kind of that's your bad. The warranty went to 160,000K. It was by K. Okay, okay. That's actually a good warranty. I mean, you usually you get 100,000K when you buy a new vehicle. This goes to 160, but it's not hard to hit 160 and knowing that you might have a hard time selling it after the fact, Ooh, that that I don't like that at well, all. Well, I, I think the dealerships will take it. It's just you might not get the money you think you're going to get. That's the problem. I almost wonder if they, it's a lot of money up front, but I almost wonder if certain dealerships suck it up, take those Teslas from those people, change the battery themselves and sell it as if it's a brand new car. And maybe they can make, make some money off it that way. Maybe they can't. Maybe it's not worth it for them because the upfront cost would be very expensive. If they took in three Teslas and had to buy new batteries for all three of them, you just hope you make your money back and then some. So right now I drive a midsize SUV and I get about, uh, it's eight liters per hundred kilometers is what I'm averaging right now. Very fuel efficient for an SUV. There's some cars that aren't even that fuel efficient, but it's a gas engine and I have to put regular gasoline in it. That's just the way it works. I also have to go for oil changes, and I have to rotate my tires and put my snows on and stuff like that. You have to with an EV as well. Yeah, you're supposed to. Yep, yep, yep. But the oil changes and some of the maintenance that you do on a gas vehicle, you don't have to do on the EVs. That's right. But I also know that even if the worst happens to my car, if the engine blows, if the transmission goes, I'm looking at a repair bill between probably $1,500 and $3,000. Not $50,000, not $30,000, not $20,000. We're talking two to $3,000 yeah. if the worst happens. Knowing what could happen with an EV and what that bill's going to be like at the end, I wonder if it all works out. Or maybe we just have to wait for 
like you said, the guinea pigs that have got them right now to go through a full cycle to see who actually ended up ahead and who ended up behind. Because clearly some people are ending up behind. Yeah, and some people are. Um, And yes, by all means, like I said, there's a lot of people that are very happy with it, that have no regrets that have had it for five to seven years. But that's the thing is it is newer. For a lot of people, it's newer. They just picked up their new EV. Even the hybrid. I would love to hear from hybrid owners because I feel like that would be a direction I would love to go into is a hybrid. And I know there's a lot of hybrids on the road now, but I don't know what their battery situation is. I'm not sure I don't know how that works. If the warranties goes longer because they use it maybe less, arguably, maybe they don't. Maybe they use it all the time and they don't use that gas. But I would be curious to see what that's like. I wonder if you could also convert a hybrid to gas. Like if it actually dies, could you take the battery out and just put a bigger gas tank in it? Because they do use some gas. That's how hybrid works. It's a bit of both. So I'm wondering if there's a like a conversion option or something like that. Either way, if they're going to try and force everyone into buying EVs, they got to figure this fucking problem out. Yeah. Because I don't know many people that want to buy a vehicle that's only really good for 160,000 K. And then after that, it's really just Pandora's box. Yeah. Any day could be your last day driving that car if you get jammed with a $50,000 bill to replace the battery in it. Yeah. Even if they nab you for extra warranty time or extra kilometers, do it. Some of them, by the way, are up to 200. So I didn't know that there were some that low. I think a lot of them are going 200 if they're not already, but they should or by year, whatever the case is. But hey, if you want to weigh in on it, we know if you're already if you are an if you're an electric car driver. You probably have thoughts and that's fine too. We're we're not shitting on anything at all. Uh, We're just bringing to light something that should be considered. That's all. And something that we're considering. Uh, We're reflecting the conversation that's happening now amongst regular people. I've heard it from a number of people now. Me too. Did you hear 50 grand for a new battery? Well, like I said, it was a someone who would have taken my money told me don't (laughs) like don't buy it basically. So, and I appreciated his honest opinion on that because that really opened my eyes. Like, hey, this prob- this thing's not going to last much longer and are you up for bu- spending that much? And I was like, nope, but maybe I'll see him next time for a brand new one at some point. You never know. I really don't think you can go wrong buying it brand new. It's yeah, just, your I think problem so is going to be backloaded when you try and get rid of it or when it just dies on yeah. you. Yeah, if there's a better, like you mentioned, if there's a better system in place soon or, or someone comes up with a solution, great. I think we're in great shape. Uh, is there anything else we got to cover? I feel like there was something we were going to... Oh, yesterday we were talking about some of the things that you learned about men yeah. Yeah. when you moved in with them, ladies. Tomorrow, it'll start on the radio show, The Reverse. Guys, what did you learn about her? Or anyone. What did you learn about we're moving in with her, I suppose? We can still take guy ones or we're going to open it up for the girl ones and we will bring that to after nine. Is Dave coming in tomorrow? I believe he is, yes. Fucking right. Okay. Fucking right. Right before his vacation. He's going on vacation after that, but I believe he's going to squeeze in some time with us before he heads out. I'm sure to people who just casually listen to after nine, they must be astounded at the amount of time that Dave's off. He actually works like 20 hours a day, seven days a week. He just frequently when bumps he, us when he's that's the thing is when he's not here he's usually working but he actually has a well-deserved vacation um coming up with his family he's actually off to dominican <laughs> same as me uh so he will be in with us though for that pod that'll be fun yeah it will be so we're going to talk about that and a lot of other stuff in tomorrow's episode of after nine have a great american thanksgiving and good luck tomorrow for black friday from what i hear the deals aren't as good as they have been in the past. Well, that's true. And I'm I mean, not seeing any door crashers at all. That's so true. Um, and I was I was looking at a lot of TikToks because I was I was like, you know what? Let me look up Black Friday TikTok across America, across Canada. What do we got going on here? And a lot of people are like, I feel like it's going to be one of those tales you tell your kids like back in my day, Black Friday was like 85% off because you look at the deals now and 
there's not a lot of those deals anymore. And there's, de- I mean, don't get me wrong. I, lo- if you can save me 20% off something I was going to buy for Christmas anyway, I'll buy it. That's great. I- I'm good with saving money. But it used to be like, holy shit, you punch an old lady out for that fucking TV because it only cost $100 and it's worth 1000 Exactly. Yeah. Thankfully, we don't have that anymore in a way. I wonder why, though. I mean, the whole point of Black Friday, for those who don't re- remember the history of it, was Black Friday was an actual event. It was at that time of year when retailers have sold enough that they've basically paid all their expenses for the year, meaning any income they bring in between Black Friday and New Year's Eve is pure profit. So they want to sell as much as possible to get as much cash in the door because every penny that comes in is their profit for the year. Times must be real tough if the best they can do is 10%, 15% off. Some of these Black Friday deals that they're advertising yeah. don't even get save you the tax. And airlines might as well just stay the fuck out oh, of it. Oh, when I'm getting so many emails, I'm just like, F off. Like, I'm not even looking at this. Air Canada, WestJet, Flair. Stop oh, it. look at this. Just save huge money on flights. I looked into Flair and it was laughable, the discount. Like, no, on a regular day, I could fly to Florida for a lot cheaper than that. So get the hell out of here. Air Canada is another one. It's basically a joke. If you're willing to fly on a Tuesday morning at 3 a.m. to fucking Nepal, yeah, maybe you can save it for half off. <laughs> and that's but, only if you were planning to because it's still going to cost you like two grand. Yeah. That's it, only if you were actually planning to go. But the suitcase will still cost yeah. you $100 to check. <laughs> you know, I mean, I really think that yeah. there should be like a qualification process in order to advertise you're doing a Black Friday sale, it must be minimum 40% And off. have the inventory. Can I just throw that in there? Have the inventory for several people to get it, not like there's one. That's the other trick that they used to use back in the day. I don't know if you remember that. There'd be three in inventory. So they'd be like, come physically to the store because you didn't buy it online. It was just in the store. And then you go and you find out there's only three of that product. So the first three people got them and then you're like shopping around for other things. That's how they got you in the store. Where is the door crashers for Black Friday? I get that times are tough for retailers and things like that, but I remember a time where Best Buy opens up at 6 a.m. on Black Friday and the first hundred people through the door get a free USB stick or something like that. Nothing seems to be happening no. this year. It's just, we're going to open the doors a little early. We'll keep them open a little late. We got some sales give here Give us your money and fuck off. Yeah, give there's a sale over here. There's a sale over there. Enjoy. Peruse. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be fun, everybody. Hope you can join us for it. Have an amazing day. Oh, and if you like Christmas music, I'll tell you a conversation oh, that yeah. Kat and I had this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. I really like the station we're on in the afternoon. I put it on in the afternoon, and I'm not really even a Christmas music guy. But I actually enjoy listening to 1031 Fresh Radio in between our segments. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, guys. It's uh, I had it on in the background. My kids were decorating cookies. And we were playing it and they got so excited that the next day they were like, can we listen to that station again, mommy? I'm like, okay. So uh, yeah, it's really nice. Just a, a little ambiance to get you in the uh, in the mood. So 1031 Fresh Radio. You can tell your smart speakers, just play 1031 Fresh Radio and, and it'll do it. Uh, another one that you can do for the GTA and Waterloo region, Hamilton, Niagara is Magic 106. Yeah. 106.1 FM. If you want Christmas music, Hey, they're great at it, but you don't need to go to CHFI. You don't need to go to some of those big Toronto stations. Keep it a little closer to home. Magic 106 or Fresh 1031. Mm -hmm. Those are some good options there. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.